Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, I don't know. I feel like about two centimeters deep was quite tingly for me. Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And please do click that little subscribe button. If you are an OG Test Tube Baby listener, and there are a lot of you now, I know that much, um, and you just haven't gotten round to subscribing yet, then please still do. It really does. It helps us so much. Uh, my name is Miranda Burns. And over there, who just winked at me and gave me the, oh, I was going to say, I was going to quote Moira from Love Island. But I feel like if I say that, and someone doesn't get the reference, then it's going to sound really bad. So maybe I just say butterflies. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're going to say. If you know, you know. And if you did don't... it really? All I did was wink. I was like cack-necked. I was like cricking my neck yeah, around to look at you. you like... never wink at me anymore. Tristan, when we first got together. Anymore? Yeah. You, you, like a sort of thing across the dance floor. You used to wink Bing. at me all the time. You were such a little flirt. And now you're just... Um... Engage with a baby on the way. Yeah. <laughs> And that is exactly what this podcast is about. So wherever you are, we hope you're having the best day, whether that is in Poland, Australia, Hong Kong, New Zealand, Germany, Scotland, USA, Norway, France, Switzerland, or England. We love seeing that you guys are listening across the globe. It's so cool. I had a lot of fun going through the list of all the countries today that we've had uh, downloads from. I was like, oh, that's an exotic country. Very exciting. It makes our English listeners sound really boring, doesn't it? Well, England. Because like, most people who listen to this will be from the UK, right? Because Oh, I think we have a lot of American listeners too. Oh, and yeah. Australian. Oh, yeah, but there's a lot of UK. Let, let me oh, get my... Me. What's the percentage? <clears throat> I'll get my little list up, if you don't mind. Bear with me. Let's click on the tabby tab. It's loading. I gave Miranda access to our <laughs> like podcast hosting platform, and she goes on it every day and checks things. Uh, that's she not so true. Excited. That is not true. I just, every now and then, it tickles my fancy. Oh, okay, so you were right. So 81% of our listeners are indeed coming from the UK. Not just England, followed very uh, quickly behind, that doesn't make sense, by the United States, 6.5, Australia, 4.12, Ireland, 1.83, Switzerland, and then such forth, and so on. There you go. There you go. As I was saying, England is obviously... I guess the most bland one on that Stop list. Stop saying England. It's the United the UK. Kingdom. You're doing sorry. a disservice. Sorry. Sorry, Scotland. And sorry, Wales. Wales and sorry, Northern yeah, Ireland. Yeah, thank you. What about the ROI? 
Republic of Ireland. I just told you what Ireland were. You weren't listening to listen, did you? No, I was, but I thought that was part of a UK thing. I didn't realise it was a, the separate part of Ireland that you were discussing. Tristan there. doesn't do geography, kids. Don't you have like an actual like GCC or something in it as well? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, that didn't serve we you well, did it? We talk about fucking rivers. <laughs> like, I can tell you all about how an oxbow lake forms. Oh, yeah. But where the fuck's Ireland? <laughs> Anyway, look. I do, I do know where Ireland is. I don't yeah. want it to sound like I'm an idiot. I'm not, not he does, good. he does. Uh, if you are new to our podcast family, in Test You Baby, we chat through all things IVF and our current pregnancy, which as it stands is at 23 weeks. In Terry Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. Now, today's episode is courtesy of Tristan's sister, Charlie, who used to be a midwife. Charlie is incredible. We love her very, very much. Um, and she sat down with us a few days ago and basically divulged all these tips and tricks, things that she has learned whilst being a midwife that she has uh, passed on to us so that we can pass it on to you. Um, they are about obviously being pregnant, giving birth, having a baby, all that kind of stuff. Although the first few are useful regardless of pregnancy. So worth listening for those. Um, and also there are some tips for partners in particular. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if an episode on pregnancy isn't for you right now, we, we totally understand. We completely get that. That's absolutely fine. You can skip this one and please do just join us at the next one. But I am hoping that it will be very interesting for pregnant people and non-pregnant people alike, just because there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool information that she has given us Tristan do you have your notes up I've got my notes up we need notes for this one usually we improvise but we're, we're actually giving someone else's uh, yeah this facts. is the thing we have to be really careful because mm -hmm. someone else has given us information so we've had to like I mean this could be the most structured episode of Testy Baby ever so if you're not <laughs> if you're not here for the whole like sporadic crazy tangent thing this is for you this is for you because this is going to be like a lesson welcome to biology with Tristan and Miranda but not geography. No. Because we've already established that you're a fake fan. So tip number one. <laughs> you look so angry. Tip number one. Spartome. If you follow me on Instagram, Miranda.Burns, then you know I love the Spartome. It's an iron-rich water. And iron is like an essential mineral. It's vital for the functions in your body uh, and also your energy levels in particular. Very, very important. And it plays a vital role in pregnancy because it helps your baby's growth. So... If you have low iron levels or you feel fatigued and you can find this out by having a blood test, you might get prescribed something, you know, some tablets to take. There is a side effect of iron tablets and that is that they give you constipation. They block you up. And so a lot of people end up taking these iron tablets and then they stop taking them because they get blocked up and they're like, I just really want to go for a number two. I was in that boat. That is exactly what happened to me. So I gave up and I was just taking them sporadically, which ain't going to do any good. Try Spartone instead now charlie said if your levels are dangerously low please do continue and consult your doctor first obviously health and safety but if you are able to swapping out your prescription for spartone instead these little sachets this iron rich water um it's gonna it's gonna really help because well I can, I can tell you from experience i'm still able to go for a number two congratulations Thank first and you. foremost because 
there was a period of time where stool softeners were the like main thing that we were purchasing. What was it? Lactulose, was it? Oh, yeah. Th- that yeah. Was, yeah. That was IVF. IVF bloats you on some other level. Like, I got so blocked up and I found out that a side effect of progesterone pessaries and a side effect of, like, sedation, obviously just because it sort of slows your body down, I suppose, um, is constipation. So I got so blocked up. Um, so, yeah, the last thing that I needed in that particular instance was a supplement that was going to block me up further and if you're doing IVF yourself or if you're on anything that I've just mentioned like the progesterone pessaries then yeah you just I I get it I get why you wouldn't want to take something that's going to block you up further Spartone's really nifty though isn't it we love it it's great so imagine a frube right the little yogurt tubes it comes in these tubes of water and they're made of foil and you open them and you pour them into a glass so it's like clear see-through it looks like literal water it's not coming out like iron brew like that sort of (laughs) color because it's rich in iron Iron. um but it's great and it obviously if you have it straight you know without a mixer i guess it does it tastes like iron yellow blood blood. right horrible so uh pregnant people are supposed to have two sachets Normal people, so non-pregnant people. Because I'm abnormal. <laughs> that is, unpregnant women unpregnant. and all men should have one sachet a day. Mm-hmm. And they can be taken with juice is the kind of the recommended thing. Yeah. Specifically orange juice because vitamin C helps your body absorb iron. And it also means that you have a glass of orange juice in the morning, regardless of whatever you're doing. Which is good, you know, nice way to start the day. What better way to start the day? I would highly recommend, if you are struggling with fatigue at the moment, go to your doctors, ask for a blood test, ask to have your iron levels tested, and see if you have got low iron. Because even if you're not anemic, low iron can really make you very, very tired. And like I've already said, it's a necessary, essential mineral. Um, So yeah, then you can try the Spartome. I mean, you could try the Spartome, regardless of the blood test, if you really wanted to. But it's just nice to have answers. You love the stuff. We were at your family's this weekend and you were like handing it out like it was free bloody coupons. <gasps> you get a Spartone, you get a Spartone, you get a Spartone. Because we have so much surplus Spartone. I, 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 no. We have enough to kill a horse. I just want to spread the Spartone joy. Like it's really helped me. So I don't want I don't want to like hold this little secret for myself. I want to I want to share spread it. Spread the word. Spread the word. Let the world know. It's why it's tip number 1 on the bloody podcast. Absolutely. And it came from Charlie. So, yeah. Thank you midwife Charlie. Cheers Charlie. Tip number 2 pelvic floor exercises and remembering to do them so i said that there are a couple of pointers that you can use regardless of pregnancy these are they if you are somebody who feels like they should be doing pelvic floors or indeed you just want to partake in the fun i guess you can do and then sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to remember to do them you're supposed to do them like three times a day like 10 times or something like that i don't know um I, i i always forget i always forget so charlie's tip was to do them whenever you do something with water and make that your habit. How clever is that? Mm. So that could be anything, right? That could be having a glass of water. That could be putting the washing on. That could be flushing the toilet, right? (laughs) Anything when it rains outside. So everyone in the UK has just got really, really, really strong (laughs) pelvic floors because they're just constantly doing them. Yeah. Um, Oh, nice little demonstration. That's not what it looks like when you do pelvic floor. That's called thrusting, Tristan. Try and mime pelvic floor exercises without looking like you're... I'm doing them right See, now. But you, 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 my eyes get really big when I do them. Like they expand as I know, tense. So imagine, you know, when you see someone in the sea or in a pool and you're like, they're definitely going for a week because their face is <laughs> this weird thing. I think that's what happens when you do pelvic floor exercises. It's, it's the same mechanism in your body. Yeah. So without, you did it again. I can tell you're doing it. 
runner doing a wee in the pool. But <laughs> as a as a man, I don't I don't quite have to do those, but I understand how you do them. Like I'm doing them now myself. You have to concentrate. Yeah, see? see, I can even hear it in your voice. But you do. And you I can do bet them. there are people listening right now who are doing them. People? Now we're talking about it. See, so everyone right now, let's do 10 seconds of pelvic floor exercises. Hang on, you don't even know what you're talking about. Are we talking about the long, hard crunches or are we talking about individual ones? I'm just, just crunching. One or, are you holding it or are you doing on, Fine. on, on? I'm, 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 I'm doing them at the moment. No, but you, no, Tristan, are you holding them? Like, are you going one and you're holding the muscle? I'm just doing, I'm just, or are you I'm doing ripping repeat- it out. I'm ripping it out. Okay, he's doing reps. There you go, everybody. One. Two. <laughs> I want to see if you're a little. Three. Nothing moves. But how funny would it be eight. if we found out after this podcast that men don't Six. have pelvic floors? <laughs> they Seven. do. But how funny? Eight. Oh, for God's sake. Nine. I'm sorry, everyone. He's just staring Ten. at me. He's not broken eye contact. Woo! It's a good session. Someone get me a protein shake. All right, so these next tips are more specifically uh, for while you are pregnant. Number one, I... Start f- with the big one, why don't you? Yeah, Jesus, I, I just wrote what it is. I went in hard. Do <laughs> you... That's actually not what you want to be doing. <laughs> not in this situation. Do your perineal massage. Indeed, don't go in hard. Go in soft. Um, so, Tristan... Well, don't go in. Tristan, what what is a perineal massage? Do you know? Because you didn't know the it's other the day. It's the skin between the vagina and the... You just the read the notes! You told me to put the notes in front of myself. Oh, you cheat. It's used as a technique to... Ignorance. <laughs> come on. Stop looking at the notes. You're cheating. Look at me. Look at me. Come come back. Massage, stretch, and soften the perineal skin. <sighs> Those are my notes. And any arousal created during the process is just a byproduct, and it's a happy accident. <laughs> Basically, when you give birth, obviously, your veg, it stretches and you want to avoid tears if you possibly can. I can't guarantee that doing a perineal massage is going to stop you from tearing, but it's worth a try. Midwife Charlie swore by it, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's my sister. I don't want to think about anything to do with that. But for Miranda, at least. Stop sexualizing the perineal massage. It's a very matter-of-fact thing. It may be a matter-of-fact thing, but you've talked about oils. Okay, look, I'm, Tristan, just pipe down for a second. Sorry, how I'll it works, th- right? So it's the skin between your vagina and your anus, and obviously <gasps> that's. Str- oh my god, sorry, you're sorry. such a child. I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> we should have just done this episode, me and Charlie. <laughs> you're gonna say anus? That's why no. it made me laugh. When when Tristan says anus, he says anus, or he's just noose, anus. or his noosey. <laughs> <laughs> you do, don't you? My noosey. <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> that's how you say. <laughs> what okay, what's my the, noosey. What's the circumstance in which you've shouted that? I don't know. <laughs> you've had a hot curry the night before. Oh my god, I forgot to tell you, I experienced that for the very first time. I've never had it before, but I I had it a couple of weeks hot ago. Bummel. Yeah, I never had it. I thought you were all was that wusses. after the curry with curry Charlie and, and Ellie. Ellie? Yeah, our friends, our couple friends. Yeah, so basically, I went for a curry with our two friends. It was rather spicy. It was nice, but it was rather spicy. The next day, oh my goodness, I was on fire. You and don't expect it either. It I didn't hits think it was you true. And you're like, Whoa! Yeah, it burned. I was in the shower after. I was like, oh, I feel hot down there. You know how you can drink milk if you, you eat have something like, spicy? Yeah, does that yeah. work on your anus? How are you drinking it, Tristan? Go on, explain that. No, but I mean, like, just lap it up your ass. Turkey baster. <laughs> 
it's not inside the anus it's the problem it's the outside you need more oh, i don't know i feel like about two centimeters deep was quite tingly for me oh we're trying <laughs> to talk about perineal massage can you just stop for a second you're always like talking about spicy bum holes <laughs> okay so look it is the skin between your vagina and your anus or your anus and what you want to do is you want to massage it stretch soften it so that it's less likely to tear when you are giving birth you can buy oils that are designed specifically for this they have added vitamin e to help with that stretch and there is a particular method to stretching it and massaging it um so yeah you can google that there's loads of great information far better than anything tris or i can give you do, do you do realize as i get more more pregnant i won't be able to reach down there and you will have to do this already no at some point my bump will probably get in the way i am not having you i will take one for the team (sighs) you need to be professional about this chris We're not doing it. We're not doing it for hanky panky, and we're also not doing it to laugh at Miranda's I know we're not. I know we're not doing it to bring hanky panky. What is hanky panky? I hear you say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, your next tip from midwife Charlie. Never take a home Doppler as reassurance because it will give you a false sense of security. This is such an important one, and a little bit of a sad one actually, because I know that. Dopplers and when you can hear your baby's heartbeat provide the most magical, just special experience. It's so wonderful hearing that sound. But the problem is if you're not trained on a Doppler, then you can end up hearing either your own heartbeat or kind of the blood rushing through the cord and you're not necessarily equipped with the knowledge to determine like which is which. And so what might happen is you're listening via a Doppler, you think that your baby's okay and is happy and then any prior concerns that you had, maybe the reason why you're listening with your Doppler, you then think, oh no, it'll be fine, it's okay, I found my baby's heartbeat, they're all right. And actually, there might be something underlying that's causing an issue and you've just sort of falsely reassured yourself. Um, So as much as I would love to invest in a home Doppler and listen every single night, I have resisted the temptation um, and I'm obviously I haven't I haven't done it. So that is her advice to you. Obviously, if you live with a midwife, then that's fine. You know, they can do it for you. Um, But please don't buy one yourself and then use it as justification not to get medical help if something in the back of your mind is telling you that there is a problem your next tip from midwife charlie if you can during your pregnancy keep active just don't do more than you already used to do so basically i'm not allowed to keep active because i did nothing (laughs) before you're the least active person i've ever met in my life we were chatting to our midwife sophie the other day about because i was like i want to join a gym and she said okay so what did you used to do before and i went nothing oh maybe not then miranda i'm allowed to swim and I'm allowed to walk, but that's basically it. You didn't even do those. No, I didn't. We I were... used to walk. We all used to walk, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go on walks around Winchester. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean like a a walk. So yeah. like if you're doing like a couple of miles a day. A little, a small hike. Yeah, a, a bijou stroll through the park. Oh, yeah. that's so fancy. Swan. Can we do one of those? A bijou stroll? Yeah. I think any walk is a bijou stroll if you make it bijou. 
So Charlie said that she used to do aquanatal. I didn't even know this was a thing, but it sounds so cool. It's when you go in a swimming pool and you do gentle exercises within the water and you feel weightless because obviously your bump, it's buoyant and then you just float. Um, I don't think they'll mind me saying this, but her husband used to call it fatty floaties because of all the pregnant women bobbing about in the water, which I just find really funny. And that's something that Tristan absolutely would do as well. Um, but if a swimming pool doesn't take your fancy, then instead you can do something like pregnancy yoga as long as it is a specific pregnancy yoga not just yoga and then someone being like yeah that's fine do this position there are certain movements that you shouldn't be doing or that you should be doing in pregnancy so you want to go to somebody who is actually trained in how to practice yoga as a pregnant person invest in a pregnancy ball now i'm guessing that is like a big blow up ball yeah like yeah? a yoga one so a big blow up pregnancy ball um because my sister used to find it quite easy so midwife charlie um mm-hmm. during her pregnancy to just sit on it and it's just the way to sit and it's comfortable because it mm-hmm. kind of moves to you and it uses your own body movement to kind of support yourself. Um, and also you can practice your pelvic floors on it. Yeah, During labor, apparently it's really helpful. She sometimes lay on her front with her chest on the ball and her bump kind of just hanging down, uh, which kind of took the weight, I guess, off the downward she pelvis said, yeah, she said it was motion. He- yeah, and it was helping her digest her food, like especially after dinner. She, I think she said she used to feel quite sick. So she would lie on it in that position and it would just help her feel a little bit less nauseous. I know she recommended as well that you can get kind of super duper fancy pregnancy ones. Uh, And it's like weddings, right? The second you put that P word or that W word on it, so wedding DJ or pregnancy blow up ball Ball. thing, (laughs) it becomes more expensive. So you can just get any sort of yoga ball as long as it's the right size. They come in different sizes. You can get the massive ones that come in gyms or you get the smaller ones you could do in your little studio flat but Mm -hmm. you kind of want a decent sized one just that can support you um and also just one that i guess is pretty because it's going to be lying around being a chair in your house for nine months i really want a baby pink one okay can we make that happen yeah oh thanks there was another thing she recommended oh yeah pregnancy pillow now i don't know if people listening know what a pregnancy pillow is i'm guessing people do yeah but it's a weird like shaped pillow that is like made, a sausage. it's a giant sausage <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's massive and it's made to kind of fit around your body and you can put it between your legs it can come all the way up <laughs> i'm so side. sorry you've just said it's a giant sausage and you can put it between your legs yeah, well i'm not wrong though no no you're not it's wrong. a fluffy sausage <laughs> that you can go between your legs it's all squidgy and it means that you can support both legs between your legs you can kind of tuck it under your bump a little bit it can come around your back if you need support around there it just kind of fits to how you want it to fit and they range from 20 quid all the way up to like a couple of hundred pounds they're very expensive if you get a good one however miranda's worth to live by is that you spend half your life in bed yes so a pillow that costs a hundred pounds is worth a hundred pounds absolutely i just feel like you spend so much time trying to sleep and especially when you're pregnant you're going to struggle to sleep but i also want to say it's great if you just have like sciatica and issues with your back in general so i believe that once I'm no longer pregnant, I'm still going to use a pregnancy pillow or something to go between my legs when I sleep because I've got a slip disc in my back. And so I always like put like, I don't know, I just lie funny at night and then I wake up sore. So yeah, they're a great investment in my opinion. 
All right, if you were worried about getting stretch marks, this next one is for you. Bio oil. Charlie swears by it. I read online somewhere that midwives know when someone has got a bio oil tummy. Apparently that is a thing. You can use it in the morning. You can use it in the evening. You can use it in the middle of the day. I will say it's a little bit greasy, so it probably will soak through your top. Um, But yeah, she absolutely swears by it for preventing and helping stretch marks. So that's just a little tip. You may well have heard of it before, but it's just a Charlie recommended product. It smells amazing. It does, doesn't it? It's like such a... Calming. It is. And you wear it to bed. Yeah. So I get in bed and it's like being... Having like some sort of... I don't know. Oils, essential oils put on my pillow. But it's just you and your pregnancy pillow. (laughs) I wonder if it features something like, like, I don't know, like chamomile, but we just don't know. And that's why it smells so calming. Probably. Maybe. It makes sense. Or maybe we just associate it with going to sleep because I was probably put it on what it at is. Night. It yeah. could smell of anything, but it, <laughs> if you're wearing it at night, it makes me sleepy. Okay, I'm struggling with this next one now. So I am 23 weeks and my bump is getting quite, I mean, it's going to get so much bigger, obviously. I'm, I'm not naive, but it's getting quite big. It's starting to get in the way of things. I was in the shower the other day trying to shave my legs. I keep using this example. I was like, I can't reach my ankles. Oh my God, what am I meant to do? Um, as you get bigger, when you're in bed, it's really important to roll onto your side to get up and not to do a crunch which is indeed what I've been doing. I've been crunching and then I groan every time that I get up. Um, she said, she's like, the thing is your stomach muscles are stretching enough already. So you don't want to add to that. Plus it's so bad for your back to be like hoisting yourself up sort of front first. So what she recommended is roll over to your side and then use your elbow to push yourself up absolute game changer since she said this i've started doing it it's transformed my life it's so much easier to get in and out of bed um so yeah that is a charlie tip if you're already starting to struggle a little bit of getting out of bed or indeed you just struggle to get out of bed anyway maybe if you have a bad back i don't know whether that in particular would help but it's worth a shot next tip is to always trust your instinct and this is something that we had in our first pregnancy and that we feel quite passionate about because you as a human being, not just women, but you as a human being know your body better than anyone else. That baby in your tummy is an extension of you. You know whether things are okay. You understand how he or she is kicking. You understand the movements. You understand whether you're feeling yourself. And I cannot stress enough that both Miranda and I and midwife Charlie all said this, trust your own instincts. She's got a park example. Um, oh, yeah, this is really cool. That you can tell because you know this better than I do. <laughs> so basically she said, imagine you're a parent and you're sat on a park bench in a park and your children are off playing, right? And they're in the background, but you can hear them laughing and going down the slide and all that kind of stuff. She said, if suddenly the park goes quiet, you're going to turn your head and look. You're just simply going to look. It's your instinct. It's your natural thing to do. So she was using that as an example for things like kicks. If something in the back of your mind kind of, I don't know, sparks a little bit of worry, then go and get it checked out, i.e. have that look in the direction of the park. And the thing is, most likely when you go around and look, everything will be fine. They'll just be quietly playing in a sandpit. But you still want to look. You're not just going to sit there facing the other direction. So you still want to check. And this works with kicks as well. You know, you start to know the rhythm of your baby and when they kick and when they're most active. So if you feel like they haven't been kicking, again, it's important to go and get reassurance. Something you can do 
is just take yourself off somewhere quietly, lie down, have a cold, sweet, fizzy drink, something like that, um, drink that, and then just lie with your hands on your tummy and see if baby moves. And usually within about 10 minutes, they'll start kicking again and wriggling. It's often just because you've rocked them to sleep by walking around the house and, you know, do, living your day-to-day life. Um, but yeah, don't just push it to the back of your mind. Trust your gut. Um, imagine you're in the park and it's gone quiet. You're gonna go and look. And if you can't feel baby, just let your midwife know they'll probably come around to your house with a doppler just to double check but they you'd rather be safe than sorry this next one's actually really sweet and i like the idea of this so charlie said it's really important to start to build attachment with your baby so to spend time with them Sounds a little bit silly because you're spending 24 hours of every single day with them. They're literally in your tummy. But she means like quality time. So lying still with your hands on your tummy, feeling them wriggle about, listening to a nice playlist, just having like a calm five minutes with them. So you're utterly present in the moment and you can really build that bond. And it's nice because if you can kind of create, curate a playlist of songs that you find in particular relaxing and you can play it whenever you're doing this calm downtime, Um, then it's a tool that you can use during birth and it's also a tool that you can use once baby is born because they become familiar with the songs which is just the most adorable idea like ever so yeah if you are listening to that playlist whilst you're pregnant and it's making you feel calm uh, then hopefully it will do the same when you're in labor and then your baby will remember it when they're earth side and it will calm them down too and I don't know what you mean you put whatever songs on you want you might find heavy rock metal really calming but that's down to you I don't know what I'd put on mine it's probably some musical theater stuff yeah yeah (laughs) deliver us (laughs) oh my gosh has anyone seen that oh it's so good um prince of egypt dreamworks I need Tris I need to download that playlist Okay, basically, there's a song called Deliver Us in Prince of Egypt, and it's like one of my favourite musical theatre songs ever. I got locked out of my Spotify about three months ago, and I haven't been able to listen to it for like three months. So Tristan's let me into his Spotify, and through his, I'm re-downloading like my old playlists. I need to find that one. Don't let me forget, because I miss Deliver Us. My shower song. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Deliver us. Next tip is to go to antenatal classes and accept all of the useful help you can. So your hospital will likely provide some sort of class. It's like literally this is how you raise a child in the early stages, right? Yeah, this is yeah, how yeah. you like breastfeed. This is how you hold. This is how you swaddle. Change All these nappy. things exactly. All these things that you kind of might know, but it's probably just helpful to to get refreshed on what things should be done. This sort of guidance always changes, right? <laughs> so like when we were younger, our parents would have done things that right now are like, no, you must not do that. But we're here, we're okay, we're here, okay, yeah, right? Yeah. But these things are always changing. So it's always important to go and refresh what you think is how to care for a small person. <laughs> the technical um, term. And it comes under a lot of different names. So like antenatal glasses are like a kind of general name for them. Uh, our hospital calls it parent craft which honestly me and Tris van that's so funny so when we sit down in the waiting area for our scans at our hospital the parent craft door is just in sight like you can see it but first of all so we sat there and we could see the sign it's a parent craft we're like what is parent craft it was so mysterious because they come in and out of the door you know when you're walking in and out of a, in and out of a room you don't want to like swing the door mm. open and like draw attention to the room so they're kind of quite gingerly open it and edge out without opening it too much almost like there's something secret going on in there i'm like what is parent craft i just had visions of them all making like paper mache things or like is it literally like parents do craft yeah that's what i thought i was like oh it's like therapy sessions for parents where you get to make some arts and crafts i realize now it's the craft of being a parent like i get it but at the time I was, oh that sounds great i love glitter and glue we'll do that we're still going to do it obviously learning how to raise a baby is just as important if not more so <laughs> But maybe we should do some arts and crafts as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to get some, uh, take a trip down to Hobbycraft and go and buy a lot <laughs> yeah. of arts and crafts stuff from Miranda to, to scratch oh my that God. itch. Did you ever used to watch Art Attack when you were growing up? Did. Oh, I loved it. So, um, what was he called? Neil. Was he called Neil? I feel like Neil sounds about right. So, yeah, the guy in the red jumper. Um, he made a, like a fairy tale castle out of paper mache and toilet rolls. I did that. I remember creating it, leaving it in the dining room, having to wait like four days for the glue to set before it would go hard and then painting it. I was so proud. Oh, those were the days. Bring it back. Bring back arts and crafts for parents, adults. Okay, so now we're moving on to more birth and labor specific tips. And the first one is something to do in the sort of weeks coming up to birth and that is to batch cook. Sounds really simple, but I think it's one of those things that you're going to be so incredibly grateful for. So basically, she's just saying prep some meals, do a big pot of bolognese, a big pot of soup. That's what we'll probably end up doing because I make a really good soup. Don't I? Is my soup really nice? It's really good. Mm -hmm. Spectacular. Thank you. Sweet potato, carrot, garlic, shallots, herbs. What else do I put in it? Oh, something like turmeric or cumin. It's, yeah. got, it's got a little bit of a kick, hasn't it? Spices. Oh, it's and because we're going to be giving birth in December. Ooh, cozy. Ooh, bit of crusty bread and butter on oh. that. Oh, lovely. Oh, oh. 
Screw you, Summer. I'm so ready for this. Colder months. Um, But yeah, so um, she would say batch cook. And the important thing about that is that you can create them like really nutritious. You can make really healthy meals. Pop them in Tupperware once they've cooled down. Put the cooking instructions on the top, what it is. um, And then pop it in the freezer and defrost it when you're ready. I love this analogy that she gave. She said, you're on baby's time zone. It's like your child is jet lagged. I was like, that's fascinating. So she said, imagine you have rocked to sleep your baby every day whilst you walk. Okay. So in the daytime, they're asleep. They come alive at night. The same is going to be true when you pop them out and they are with you in the flesh. Um, so she she said, she's like, if you want to eat a cottage pie at 2am, that is absolutely fine. The most important thing is just to have that cottage pie. So batch cook, pop them in the freezer, eat them whenever you need to, but just make sure that they're there and that they're healthy. The next one I think is very important. She said, don't worry if when you give birth, you don't get that sudden rush of love. You know, the romanticized, oh, my baby that you see in every single film or TV series whenever a woman gives birth. Um, She actually said, she said, more people don't get it than do. What you've just gone through has been incredibly stressful. Um, All your hormone levels are all over the place. You've probably felt a little bit out of sorts you might not have enough left in the tank to then suddenly have like a rush of, what is it? Is it dopamine? Which is the, no, oxytocin is the love hormone. Whatever it is, she said, it's absolutely fine if you don't have that. Please don't worry. You're not like a bad parent. It's just your body is taking its own time to kind of, I don't know, acclimatize. But she she said, if you feel as though you were cheated out of that, then you can create birth within the bath. I was like, what? She said, if you get into a bath, you know, like a week later when you're back at home and you just feel more yourself, and then you have baby in bath with you and you can kind of lift them up out of the water, you can recreate the motion of giving birth minus all the stress. And it can be a really special moment. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful in a calm environment as opposed to like a clinical hospital where a lot of things can go wrong or, you know, you could associate it with feelings of, well, it's just not very homely, is it, being in hospital? So I think she was trying to offer up a solution for anybody who felt kind of semi-cheated out of that rush of love. So the same also goes for the little one, because when babies are born, You've got to imagine, this is probably the most traumatic thing that most people will ever go through in their entire lives. And it literally is the moment that marks the beginning of their lives, okay? (laughs) Think about it. Put yourself in a baby's shoes, okay? If they wore shoes. Uh, They are existing for the entire of their existence. All they know is this safe, warm, dark place. They only hear what goes on inside the mother's tummy and voices around the place or any music. Kind of surrounded by water. Oh, lovely, warm. lovely warm bath. Lovely. <laughs> they're, they're northern. And then, yeah, exactly, they all are. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> that water around them disappears. There's still some left in there, but it disappears. And their walls around them start coming in and squeezing in on them every now and then. Oh. Right? So that in itself sounds terrifying, <laughs> right? Then add into that that what's about to happen to them is unpleasant. It's the reason that they have quite like squidginess because they kind of have to squeeze out of this hole. And then all of a sudden from this warm, dark, lovely place, they're in the light. It's like the worst water slide ever, isn't it? The worst water slide. Well, same time it's the best water slide ever. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Also the worst. (laughs) But they come out and they all of a sudden, they have to breathe. They have to see. 
There's lights. There's all sorts of things Go going to the on. Toilet. Yeah, and they do their first poo, their first wee. Imagine you doing your first poo in your first. That wee. is traumatic. That's throw you out. What the fuck's this? <laughs> Jesus. So there's a lot that goes on in a very short space of time for baby, and naturally, it's quite a traumatic experience. Mm. So it's important to do everything you can to keep baby as happy as you can, and to kind of just look after baby more than oh. just on the kind of caring side, like in feeding them and yeah, like changing baby's them. mental health is important too. Yeah, BMH. <gasps> BMH, baby mental health. It's important. The we first should day. start that as a campaign. You want to get them off on the right foot. Yeah, because that first day is terrifying. Yeah. Imagine just waking up and that being your day. <laughs> you were expecting it as well. Ah! You've had nine months of calm, serene, just gurgling about, and it's like bam. <laughs> so she she said, uh, ask if you can have your room a little bit darker. They absolutely should allow this. You can have the lights dimmed and then bring in fairy lights instead, which just sounds so cute. I'm well up for that. But that's nice for baby because it's less of a shock to the system. You can use white noise to calm them because you have to remember that silence is really weird for them. They've never experienced silence. Like they've always had your heartbeat. They've always had gurgling. They've always had like kind of echoey voices in the distance. You've only got to put your ear to someone's stomach to realise just how much oh, noise yeah. is always happening. So you know when your stomach like gurgles and it's like a brrrr and you feel it? Yes. That is like a big, big noise. It's constantly bubbling away. So as soon as baby can hear, baby will be hearing stuff nonstop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, I mentioned already the playlist. This is when the, your playlist can come into play, literally. You can use the playlist that you've been having baby mummy calm time uh, to then play in the room. Baby comes into the world and that might be a little bit reassuring for them she called it recovery time I'm, I'm doing the quotation marks but it's baby recovery time and you just want to make that passage earth side as smooth as possible now she also said that she had a million and one tips on what to bring in your hospital bag and how to break it down and all the different compartments and what you need she said that indeed there is so much that she wants to give and divulge um that she's going to do a whole episode on it so if you haven't yet please subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notified when that comes up we're going to wait a, just a little while until we touch upon that we don't want it to be too midwife heavy because i know obviously right now this is not applicable for everyone um also it'd be quite nice for us a little bit kind of further down the line like I don't want to jinx anything I don't want to start thinking about pregnancy bags and hospital bags yeah um so yeah she's going to do a whole episode dedicated just to that so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it this section is now dedicated to partners which I thought was very nice midwife advice for partners um now the first point that she made is that women feel a lot of pressure when they're pregnant there's a responsibility to know when something is wrong that mummy instinct yeah um even Tris bless you you do this I mean I know why you do it but you're always like to me is squidge okay and then I feel such pressure to say like yes or no and not get it wrong um so what she was saying is you should never make the person who's pregnant feel like they can't speak up you should be supportive and not dismissive and if mum is worried support the worry I was like oh that's a really good way of putting it if you're pregnant and you you know that mummy instinct that gut instinct that we've already mentioned many times it kicks in and you feel like something is wrong you want to go to somebody who is going to reassure you and say okay that's fine I trust you 
let me drive you to the hospital and we'll, we'll get it checked out. You don't want somebody who's going to dismiss your feelings and therefore make your anxiety levels skyrocket because you're like, I need to get this double checked, but my partner's telling me that I don't and now I'm, now I'm questioning that, yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, just if you're a partner and you're listening to this or if you're pregnant and you want to tell it to your partner afterwards, um, just try and create as supportive an environment as you possibly can. I think for me on that point it's just important to make sure your partner knows where you stand and that you know nothing is too much okay so be it emotional support be it going and grabbing something if there's a bit of a worry and perhaps your partner doesn't want to go and do something just having the intelligent the emotional intelligence yeah. to work out what's going on and say you know what let's just part that let's have a day sitting down doing nothing let yourself rest and 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 you know things will hopefully sort themselves out um so it kind of falls back onto how i have to be in general with yeah. with miranda because of endometriosis and chronic health issues it's just planning a little bit further ahead having that foresight mm-hmm. being accommodating as well in the moment so it's yeah it, it's most important thing in that is just being there in any way that your partner needs you because there are going to be all sorts of things that are thrown at you, be it emotional, be it physical. Um, you know, it's a very emotional process. Like you both go through a lot and you both need to be there for each other through everything. And especially if you're listening to this, you know, I'm sure that you'd have had similar issues to what we've had. And so it adds another layer to how important that emotional support side is and also the physical support as well. Yeah, strong foundations need to be a team. It's so much easier taking on these challenges if you feel like you've got someone who's who's there behind you ready to catch you if you fall. Charlie also said, go to parent craft. Yay, arts and crafts with mom and dad. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, if you're, if the pregnant baby mama is going to parent graft just offer to go to she will need your help when baby comes there's no hiding from this uh, so it will be very valuable and well spent time if you go to parent craft alongside her and absorb all that information as well and final point on partners know how much hospital parking is oh, such a good one i had a hospital appointment yesterday and i was stood there watching all these little old people coming out and paying for their parking and i'm like these people are like pensioners, right? They don't need to be spending their money on bloody hospital oh, parking. No. It's it's almost like a tax on healthcare. Isn't it horrible? It makes me it's, really sad. It's really sad. But like nurses and stuff have to pay for yeah, hospital. Oh, yeah. Park. It's oh, awful. Yeah. I don't get There's it. There's something like if your shift is longer than four point five hours, you must pay park like it's in it's sad, but it's obviously how a lot of stuff goes. Like I don't know a hospital that doesn't have paid parking. No. They all have it. Um which is frustrating, but it's just a factor of of the NHS and how things are and I'm not going to start criticising stuff so learn how much hospital parking is it's probably going to be quite a bit and anticipate that you won't just be in for you know an hour and a half you're not just just rocking up and paying £1.20 you know (laughs) it's going to be quite expensive so work out what the situation is some hospitals do a week long ticket so you can either get it from a machine or it might be a general reception area that you go to and they'll give you a ticket and I think you have to kind of scratch off or put in the day you arrive and then it lasts you for a week. So if you're due in December, if our hospital does it, I will go in 
November at some point, speak to someone and get us a pass so that when we have to go to hospital, I don't have to worry about running to a machine and getting a ticket or, you know, if, 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 Mar- if Miranda's card? pushing and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, the parking runs out in 10 minutes. So we just go out and pop out and change it. You Miss know? the birth of your firstborn child. Exactly. Now, some hospitals like ours, if you're lucky, will have a separate kind of car park area for maternity. And because it's there, the parking attendants are apparently quite sympathetic. So if you have parked and you've only paid for 24 hours and three days later your car is still there, generally speaking, in our hospital at least, they would just kind of let it stay because they know that it's because someone has had a baby or even if it's, you know, you pay for half a day and it's 24 hours later, they are, they will understand that the car park is outside a maternity ward. And the last thing you need during the birth of your child is worrying about one of those bloody yellow ticket things. They turn a blind eye, don't they? Yeah. 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 So, but he's so right. Tristan's so right. Do the research. You do not need to be stressing about this when you're already stressing about the birth of your child. Um, And you don't want to, imagine, imagine it's one of those ancient machines that only accepts change like one pound like 50 pence 20 pence pieces bloody hell so yeah just have notes oh what just get it started you're so above that And then the final part of this podcast episode is all about the fourth trimester, which Charlie indeed said is a real thing. The fourth trimester, obviously the the clue is in the name, comes after the third trimester, but it's when baby is here and it's that massive transitional period of being pregnant to then having a little one to look after. Um, So in the immediate moments after birth, she would recommend doing delayed cord clamping if you can. So this is when rather than detach your baby from the placenta, immediately so it comes out cut the cord and then you deliver the placenta afterwards keep baby and placenta as one for a couple of minutes just so that the baby can receive as much goodness from the placenta as it can possibly get out she even worked with a consultant who used to milk the cord which i know trissa's like feeling queasy Uh, so If you imagine you've got like a dressing gown cord and it's like sodden and then you're going to run your fingers from one end to the other squeezing and as you do that, all this water comes out. Or, hey, let's bring back the floob analogy. Bring back the floob. Floob. Bring back the floob. Bring back the floob. So the floob yogurts that Tris already mentioned, uh, you imagine squeezing the yogurt out of that. That's what they do to the cord. So if you can, obviously there'll be certain emergencies where that's not possible, but if you can, do delayed cord clamping. Also, follows in quite nicely to the next tip. If offered, have the vitamin K injection. So this is for your baby. It helps with clotting. It's quite an important thing to do. Um, you can have it as like a, it's a medicine, but she recommended the injection. She said, once you do the injection, it's done. They'll cry for like a minute you can have them on your boob if you need to be breastfeeding and then they'll sort of they'll they'll pacify themselves but she personally would recommend doing the vitamin k injection obviously please do your own research obviously it goes without saying you're sensible people you know this but check with your doctor first see what they recommend Um, but this was just her particular advice I think one of the coolest things that we learned from our chat with Charlie is how amazing breast milk is. I had no idea, but it's like a miracle cure for so many things. So say, for example, everyone hears about after you have a baby, you have chapped nipples. I'm not looking forward to this. I feel like it's going to happen to me. I just have this feeling. I mean, touch wood, it doesn't. I just know it's going to happen to me. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, literally, (laughs) that's that's my life. Um, So she was like, put a little bit 
of your freshly expressed breast milk onto your nipples. It's full of antibodies and it will help heal the cracks. Genius. How cool is that? I didn't even, she's like, you can put it on eczema. You can put it in sticky eyes. She's like, breast milk is amazing. It's a natural pain reliever for babies as well, isn't it? Yeah. So if little ones, I don't know, got a bit of a sore tummy or something, chances are breast milk is going to help. Yeah. Also the motion actually of sucking. So let's say they have a problem with their ear or a headache or something. By sucking, I think they can release the pressure in their head. I, I mean, this is where Tris and I fall short a little bit because we're not trained medical professionals. Um, and we're just passing this information on to you. So please take everything with a pinch of salt. But I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. And not enough people talk about it because it's a bit taboo, isn't it? It's like, oh, breastfeeding, oh, breast milk, which is such a shame because it's so natural. But yeah, there's so many wondrous things to be done with breast milk. Woo. On the subject of breastfeeding, uh, the hairband trick. Oh, yes. Which I thought was really, really clever. It's a way of remembering which boob you last fed from. And so you wear a wristband on the wrist, or like a hairband, on the wrist of the side that you just did. Yeah. So that you know when you go to the other side, you then switch it over. So you're not giving baby an empty boob. Yeah, and you're not letting one boob fill up. I mean, I think when you breastfeed, you'll hope, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, I've never done this before, but I'm guessing you'll be able to tell maybe because one will feel really full yeah. heavy and one won't. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But she was like, if you want to do it evenly, that is just the number one bit of advice. And when you're in the early stages of having a newborn, I'm guessing left, right, up, down, speech, <laughs> understanding words in general probably goes out the window. So if you have a nice little tool to recognise which side you've used before, that might work a bit better. And don't forget to write down your feeds just to keep track of them. Uh, she said you can use apps to do this. She just used a notepad and paper just to kind of keep note of everything that's going on, just in case your midwife wants to ask and they want to check how baby is feeding. It's good to have an idea of how often it's happening. Controversially... Uh, the next point is don't feel pressure to have visitors. And I say controversially because when you have a baby, everybody wants to descend upon your house. Everybody wants to meet the baby. Obviously, it's a new baby. If they're relatives, they will love it. They want to form that connection. But you have to remember your own health and happiness and put that first too because happy mum, happy baby. So don't feel pressure to be accommodating and let everybody come around and visit baby. If really deep down you think, I am shattered, I am knackered, I had a stressful birth, I just need like a week to be by myself and to process this and to, I don't know, just feel re-energized. So say no. And people should not take it personally if you do say no. This is your safe space. And if you're wanting guests to come around, make sure that they are not guests. Yes. Make sure that you are the guest in your own house, right? <laughs> so if they come in, ask them to cook meals for you and do the laundry. Label up your kitchen cupboards so oh. they can make themselves a cup of tea or make you a cup of tea. Yeah. They walk in the front door and you say, do you want to make me a cup of tea? They are coming to see you and baby, but at the end of the day, you, the mother and the father and whoever else is involved need to be the ones who are being looked after because mm -hmm. you're the one staying up in the night. They're coming around for an hour in the middle of the day and then going back to their normal lives and sleeping a full night. Yeah. So <laughs> take full advantage of awake, energised and willing people who will be happy to make you stuff and help you out as best they can. How genius is the labels thing as well? I never thought of that, but she's so right. Like you go into someone else's kitchen, you don't know where anything is. So then you're popping out and be like, where are the mugs? Where are the tea bags? Where's the sugar? 
And then you do that thing where you try and work out where it might be because you don't yes! want to be impolite. So you like you see the kettle and you're like, hmm, maybe maybe it'll be here. Yeah, above the kettle. Exactly. Labels. Labels is the way forward. When it comes to paper stuck on doors, uh, leave a note <laughs> on the front door. Great. That's a pair. Wow. <laughs> what a link. Best segue ever. <laughs> <laughs> leave a note on the front door that says, mummy and baby sleeping, please don't knock. So if you're expecting deliveries or things like that, just say leave it with a neighbour or leave it outside or in a safe space. But yeah, put that on the front door so you don't have an, an unknowing policeman. Policeman? <laughs> Postman, don't know what's happened at this baby's house. Postman, knock on the front door and wake you both up. You need all the time to rest and sleep that you possibly can. And then we have the final tip. Oh my goodness, we've wrapped. I don't know how long we've been recording for. Quite a while. Oh dear, it's going to be a longer, a long one, guys. Um, but the final, final tip. Do you want to take this one away, Tristan? I'll do it. So, drink water and snack when breastfeeding. So. You need to make sure when you're breastfeeding that you are taking in enough calories every day because it's not a huge amount that you lose more, but it's just very time consuming. And that energy as well. You're also yeah, you're living in a time where you're going to be tired regardless. So it's important to use the moments where you can eat to eat. So it's difficult obviously during those stages so make things obviously before and put them in the freezer with instructions so that when these people come around to your house to make you a cup of tea and to see the baby they can just pop a ready-made bolognese in the oven okay sorted fine chicken tikka masala yeah Mm. what a treat (gasps) and have snacks so that when you're breastfeeding you can just grab something and eat it and you know Pop it on baby while you're just wiping your fingers and then pick it up Pop again. it on baby. Use baby as a tray. Yeah, baby tray. Baby tray. Baby tray. What was it? Um, B- BMH. Baby BMH. mental BMH. health. But yeah, use the time in the run-up to kind of make some things and freeze them or, you know, have stuff that you can just pick at. So, for example, like oatmeal cookies because oats are really good for when you're breastfeeding, apparently. I don't know the science behind it, but I've heard that said somewhere. At the same time, flapjacks. Yes. To be fair, it's just any excuse to have a flapjack for oh me. Oh my gosh, with a bit of custard. Mm. No, this isn't easy. Just grab and eat. Oh, but I love flapjacks. I'm not doing custard. custard at you will do me whatever I want. <laughs> just get some breast milk on there. It's good for everything. Oh, Tris. Oh, he's going to be using this now. You want cream with your chocolate cake? Ah, a bit of breast milk. You want a yogurt? No. Suck on your own tip. <laughs> don't know what just happened let's wrap it up this room's really hot on that note i think that's it for today if you (laughs) like what you heard the best way to support us is to leave a review share with your friends family parents guardians breast milk people connoisseurs (laughs) conspirators i don't know they're doing something and it's weird strange and don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, please do get involved. It will make our day. And yeah, like Tris said, share it around. If you can message us on Instagram and let us know that we that you're listening, we will absolutely reshare you. We love hearing that. It makes me so happy when someone messages like, oh, I just listened to this episode. I'm like, yay, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, if there's anybody that you know who's about to embark on IVF um, or is going through, you know, um, trying to conceive, then just send it their way. Or indeed is pregnant because this episode has been incredibly useful for that and don't forget you can see our faces over on instagram so miranda.burns tristan.hall and test tube baby pod pod for podcast oh i was hoping we were going to do like a little pod for podcast but you didn't read my mind love you bye Bye. (laughs) don't send all that 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.